The Productive Woman, Episode 90. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thank you so much for joining me. In this episode, we're going to be talking a little bit about what's been helping me stay productive these days. You'll find links and information in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 90. This episode is brought to you by lynda.com. You can get a free 10-day trial of lynda.com's outstanding video courses by going to lynda.com slash tpw, and that's l-y-n-d-a dot com slash tpw. I'll share a little bit more about their service later on in the show. But now let's get into the topic for this week. I often get asked about the productivity tools I recommend, the routines I follow, the things that I do to stay productive. And I thought maybe it would be a good time to share an update on some of those things. There there aren't a ton of changes from the as far as tools I use or digital tools I use from the digital toolbox uh, handout that you can still get on the website and you find that at uh, theproductivewoman.com slash favorite apps, or the, there'll be a link in the show notes. But there have been some changes, some new things I've added to the routine, and I thought I would share those with you. For some context, um, what what tools work for me are in many cases specific to the kind of work that I need to do. And just as what will work for you sort of depends on what your needs are, what sorts of things you need to do and so on. And so for, for context, for what I use and why I thought I'd share a little bit about the kind of work that I need to do and, um, how I'm spending my time. So at my day job, I'm a a real estate attorney at a large law firm here in Dallas and uh, the kinds of work I need to be able to do or the kinds of things my tools need to help me do in order to stay productive are uh, I spend a lot of time drafting and revising documents using Microsoft Word. I spend a, a lot of time also reviewing and creative or uh, creating lots of PDF documents. And I use Adobe Acrobat for that most of the time uh, at the day job. I have tons of email communication, both, you know, incoming and outgoing. I need to manage the scheduling of calls and meetings and various deadlines. I need to manage multiple projects for multiple clients, along with non-billable stuff that I'm responsible for doing, like business development, continuing legal education, um, mentoring associates and uh, various administrative obligations. I also need to be able to keep track of lots of files, both digital and paper, and I have to keep track of my time. So those are the main sort of big categories of things that I do at my day job that uh, I have to manage in order to consider myself productive there. On the personal or or non-law practice side, I kind of, you know, as I was thinking about this, I broke it out into 
a couple different categories. Uh, on the personal side, I need to keep track of my schedule and and family commitments, and I do that. Uh, I have shared calendars or, or calendars that I share with my husband so we can keep track of each other. I need to stay in touch with friends and family and keep track of birthdays and anniversaries and special events, both in, in our lives and in, in the lives of the people I care about. I'm, you know, I'm on social media to some extent for, for personal, you know, to stay in touch with people. I need to be able to take care of my own health, physically, emotionally, spiritually, et cetera, and personal growth. So those are kind of in the, the, the personal side. In addition, outside the law practice, I have, you know, stuff related to the productive woman. So for that, I need to be able to collect and develop ideas for episodes. I need to research and outline the episodes, keep track of scheduling interviews and when various topics are going to be published. I have to record, edit, upload, and publish the episodes I work with Emily regarding show notes and John regarding the editing of episodes where, where I have guests. I have to be able to store and access files for the show, audio files, the outlines, the photos and images that go into the show notes and those sorts of things. I, I have to, uh, I don't have to, I get to, I need to, I want to create and develop other products and services for listeners besides just the podcast itself. And then um, be involved in social media for the show, interacting with listeners and other podcasters and stuff like that, and uh, to learn new skills. And then uh, in addition to that, I have my writing writing that I do, and I need to to be able to collect and develop ideas for fiction and nonfiction projects that I'm working on or want to work on, and and I have to write them and do various things with those. So those are um, the kind of broad outlines of the sorts of things that I do on a daily, weekly, monthly basis that have to be factored into whatever productivity processes and tools and systems that I use. And to do those things, and I'm not going to go into like every every productivity tool that I use, but some of the ones that have been uh, most helpful to me or that are most key to the process for me of staying productive and accomplishing the things that I need to accomplish and want to accomplish in those general categories that we talked about. So the first um, first thing is the tools that I use. And uh, the first subcategory of that is the equipment that I work off of. It's no surprise to, to any of you who've been listening to the show for very long that I'm kind of a tech geek and I'm a pretty unabashed Apple fangirl. I really like Apple's products. Um, and so you'll you hear a lot about that from me. Um, as far as computers, at home, my primary computer is an iMac with a desktop computer with a 27-inch 5K display. It, I, I like the big display because it gives me plenty of room to work. I can have multiple windows open side by side, like maybe a browser window uh, with where I'm researching something and then a word processor or I use OmniFocus to 
like if I'm outlining an episode, then I may have an OmniFocus window outline open and the browser, um, and I'll use either Safari or Chrome, depending on what I'm doing, to look at the, you know, the research materials and the articles where I'm getting information or ideas and that sort of thing. Um, so I really like the big 27-inch screen because it lets me have both of those on screen at the same time, see what I need to see, and, and so on. Uh, at the office, at the law office for a computer, I, I use a Windows-based computer. The firm provides me um, a Lenovo laptop that I just keep it in a dock. And so I don't, it's it's like closed and it's off in, on a corner of my desk. I never actually look at it except to, you know, hit the button to turn it on in the morning. To, to work on it, I use a wireless, a, a solar-powered keyboard and a, a rechargeable touchpad. And I'll try to remember to put links to the keyboard and touchpad that I use in case you're looking for one. I, I like the ones that I use. Um, I'll p- put links in the show notes. And th- th- this may sound like overkill, but I, I actually have three external screens for my computer on my desk at the law office. And I'll if, I'll try to remember to take a photo and include that in the show notes in case you want to see what the setup looks like. It's two 27-inch uh, screens and then one 24-inch, and they're kind of set up side by side, so it's kind of like my little like a cockpit there. And I use them for very particular reasons. It lets me have multiple windows open without having to like move things around and have what I'm working on get covered up by something else. So the way I use it, when I'm sitting looking at these screens in front of me, the screen to the left has my email inbox open and with my task manager, which as you know, is Nosby, um, the priority list open in a browser window. And so that's what's on my left, uh, on the left-hand screen. So I can at a glance, see uh, emails that have come in and also see my, you know, what my next tasks are that I need to do. The smaller screen that's on my right, the 24-inch one, has my calendar open on a work week view so I can see Monday through Friday at a glance and very quickly see when I've got appointments coming up and meetings and things like that. And then the center screen, uh, oh, also on the right-hand screen, I have a small browser window with Focus at Will, which I'll talk about in a minute. It's uh, an app that I use to sort of help me stay focused and, and concentrating while I work. Then the center screen is where I work. And so usually on that, it's, again, it's a big, it's a 27-inch screen, so it's a pretty big screen, and I can have a couple of windows open side by side. So say I'm drafting a contract, and I'll have that open in Word, and that's the main thing I'm working on, but maybe beside it I've got uh, a PDF document that I need to refer to that's got maybe a term sheet that I've got to incorporate into a contract or maybe it's an email that the client has sent with their comments on a document that I drafted before. And so I've got that open so I can work my way through the document and make the changes they asked for, something like that. It, it's, you know, so, sometimes it's almost almost a little embarrassing when people come into my office and they see these three big screens in front of me. But it really does help me for what I need to do, because I spend 
you know, eight to 10 hours or more a day working mostly on my computer. And it, it really helps me to be able to see the different things without having to move windows around a lot and open up things and close them. When I'm really focusing on a project, either on screen or something on my desk that I'm working on, and I really need to focus, I'll minimize all those windows except the one I'm actually working in so that I don't get distracted by something popping up on the screen. But it really, again, it's not for everybody, but for me, it's something that really does help me be more productive because I have what I need right there in front of me. And then as far as other equipment, I have my mobile devices. I use an iPhone 6 and, um, and an iPad mini. Both of those, of course, synchronize with my personal and work calendars, my contacts and that sort of thing. They, um, they both have Dropbox and Evernote on them, so I can access information and documents I need um, such as, for instance, my ideal list for future episodes, no matter where I am. It really helps me because I'm in and out of my office um, at various times, out at meetings or, or, or whatever. Uh, and if I have, you know, what, what, whatever I need, it's with me. And that's one of the things I really like about working in, you know, the 21st century is that ability to synchronize information across multiple devices so you're not tied to your desk to be able to access information and documents that you need. So that's the basic equipment that I use um, a lot as, as I went through the various tasks and things that I need to do both at work and at, and you know, for the podcast and different things, it's pretty obvious that it's pretty computer centric or, um, online centric and having the ability to work either at my, at my desk or, you know, remotely on an iPad or something really makes a big difference in my ability to do what I need to do no matter where I am. So that's, that's the basic equipment I use. The next category of tools that I'm using to stay productive is various software and apps that I use, either uh, on my computer or on the mobile devices or both. And so I've already talked about some of those. You know, I use Microsoft Word for drafting documents at the office because that's the standard in the legal um, profession. That's what our clients use. And so that's what I have to use. It's not my favorite app, but it's ubiquitous in the sense that it's what everybody uses and it's, uh, it makes it easy for me to share documents with other people, uh, attorneys on the other side of the deal, clients and that sort of thing. So, so that's why I use it there. I don't necessarily use it a lot, um, outside of my law office, but I do have it on my Macs and, and, um, I use it. I'm part of a, a an online critique group. There's a, you know, a half dozen of, a, of us who are fiction writers who trade chapters and, and comment on those. And we use Word for that as well because that's, you know, it's just, it's kind of the standard. Um, and so that's, you know, that's, that's an app that I use or a, a piece of software that I use all the time. I've, I, and I've mentioned Nosby and those sorts of things. An app that I haven't talked about a lot before that's really helping me be productive these days, I think I have mentioned it a couple times on past episodes, 
It's called Do, D-U-E. And this is a little app on my iPhone um, that it, it, the purpose of it is to help me establish habits that I want to, um, that I want to establish in my life. And so Do allows you to create uh, a reminder and get really granular in the sense of what days you want to do this particular thing, uh, what time you want to have completed it by. And, and then the, the cool thing about it and what kind of distinguishes it from, say, Nosby or OmniFocus or, or another task manager is you set this reminder. And in other task managers, once you've um, clicked you know, clicked uh, on it, you get the reminder and you uh, turn off the reminder, then you're done. It's not going to remind you again. But do, and again, this is spelled D-U-E, and we'll have a link in the show notes. It will keep reminding me until it just pops up with the reminder and then it goes away, but it will keep reminding me at whatever interval I've told it to remind me until I mark it complete. And so, for example, one of the things I decided I I wanted to develop the habit of, I'd gotten out of the habit of um, taking my vitamins. And because I just don't, I have them, they're in the kitchen and I forget to take them because, you know, you have to take them with, after, um, with food or at least the, like some of the vitamins I take, it'll make me sick if I take them on an empty stomach. So I set up a reminder and do that goes off at a time when I should have, you know, I typically have finished dinner and reminds me, hey, go take your vitamins. And it will keep popping back up every, I think I have it set to remind me every 10 minutes until I actually get up and go take my vitamins and then mark it done. So that's a real um, useful tool I have a reminder in there to do a couple crunches, you know, 10 crunches each night. Uh, and I have another reminder to write in my journal. Again, just because I get, there, there are things that I want to do, I want to establish as, an, as a habit, but they're easy for me to forget. And this just keeps sort of bugging me until I do it. Once the habit is firmly entrenched in my routine, then I can, you know, delete that reminder from this app. The purpose for me of this app is to, if there's something I want to, um, like I said, develop a new good habit, this helps remind me until that has become part of my routine. So I really like that app. It's really helped me out a lot on uh, various, you know, developing some good habits. I'm still liking OmniFocus and Nosby for uh, as a task manager, as I've talked about before. Um, I've used OmniFocus for years, and there's a lot I like about it. Um, it's a very robust task manager, but it's Mac only, and I have to use a Windows-based computer at the office. And so I went looking for something that would... Uh, um, the Outlook task manager, and we use Outlook at the office, but it just doesn't work for me. And so I went looking for something that was available on Windows and Mac, and uh, I settled, oh, golly, a year and a half or so ago on Nosby. And I really like the way 
both of these work. They let me set up projects and tasks in in the way that my mind thinks. I like the ability in Nosby to color code things so I can sort of see the balance of whether I'm, you know, doing things in various categories. Both of them sync with my mobile devices so I can look at and add to and check off tasks, whether I'm at my desk or at, at the office or here at home or, you know, out and about. Both let me set reminders. They both let me add notes and, and links to the tasks that I create so that the information that I need to do the task is right there. Um, they just both have a lot of really great features. And I, I, you know, I would say if I had to pick one or I, I would have to, it would have to be two two uh, tools that I could not be productive without. It would be my calendar and my, and my task manager. And so for me, OmniFocus and Nosby work really well. I've, I've played around some with a couple others. Todoist is another one that has a real nice clean interface and also is available on all platforms and integrates with Gmail and, and some other things. So Todoist is another really good option if you don't ha- if you are looking for a digital task manager, you don't have something that's working for you now, that might be one to have a look at. But for me, I'm, I'm working in OmniFocus, uh, Nosby for my law practice, OmniFocus for everything else. Another uh, app or piece of software that um, I, I mentioned before uh, earlier in this episode that really, really helps me stay productive is Focus at Will. And this is something, I mostly use this at the law office. It, it really helps me concentrate and stay focused. What, what Focus at Will does, it's a web-based service that provides playlists. And they're mostly music, but some of them are, you know, kind of just sounds, audio, but they're audio playlists that are scientifically designed to help you stay focused. And I could go into the science of it. It's really kind of interesting, but they have a page on their website, which is focusatwill.com. Um, there's a page or a, a, a page on the website that explains the science behind it. And I just find it really interesting. Uh, but the bottom line is, uh, however it works, it works for me. That when I, it, not when I'm on the phone, but when I need to stay focused on a task, say I'm drafting a document or I'm reviewing and marking up or, or just something, some sort of um, task that I need to work on that's just me and I need to stay focused and concentrate, that's when I, you know, click the play button on focus at will. And, um, it just, it, it does a couple of things besides the sort of scientific thing where that they talk about on the website about how it sort of occupies your, your primitive brain so that, uh, it's not scanning for threats. Uh, but it also, I don't have it real loud, but it's just loud enough to kind of cover the ambient noise of people talking in the halls and that sort of thing. I'm fortunate to have, you know, my own office and I could close the door, but I I like to keep it open unless, 
you know, unless I have a reason to close it. And and having this music this playing kind of covers up the distracting noise that might be going on out in the in the hall. So that's another one of the reasons that I that it's useful to me. The other thing that's cool about the science of it is they have different kinds of playlists for different brains. What what I would for lack of a better term call regular thinking, regular brains versus a person with attention deficit. The scientific research has determined that uh, different kinds of music help those two different kinds of brains stay focused and they have options for both of those. So focus at will is a tool that I, I just really find helpful when I need to, you know, work on something and really stay, uh, stay focused. Another app that I'm really liking, uh, that's helping me stay productive in another sense of, of, you know, when it comes to making a life that matters is uh, an app called five minute journal. And this uh, I think was developed. There's there's uh, actual paper five minute journals that I think you can get like on Amazon or somewhere. But this is an app on my phone, and it's a very quick journal uh, process. But it focuses my thinking well. Basically, it it's a little you, you pull up the the page for the day, uh, and I do it on my phone. And each morning, you, you, you enter into this twice, once in the morning, once in the evening. And in the morning, you enter three things you're grateful for, three things you can do to make the day great, and one affirmation. So something about yourself, that something positive that you want to sort of reinforce in yourself. And then in the evening, you come back and it asks you to enter three amazing things that happened that day, one thing I could have done to make the day better and that's it. And there's an option to save a photo or image for the day. So like yesterday was my birthday. My husband sent some beautiful roses to me at the office. And so my photo for the day was a photo of those, of those roses. And, you know, one of the amazing things that happened was that Mike sent me pretty flowers. So I really like it. It, it helps keep me um, thinking positively and gives me a place to very quickly keep track of some, you know, the cool things that are happening in life. Another app that's helping me stay productive is a, a service called Unroll Me. And this is an email related thing, and I use it with my Yahoo account. And um, it, it basically, I, I don't know how it works, uh, but I'll put, you know, we'll put a link in the show notes and you can look at it. It basically gives you this ability to, it, it sorts your email for you and lets you do a couple of things. You can, if you get lots of newsletters or, or different things like that, you can with one click unsubscribe and it will, it will somehow unsubscribe you from it, or it can add you to the unroll me digest. So it, it just sort of pops it into a new folder that it creates in your email account. And then you get a digest email from them each day that um, includes all of those emails that you got. So instead of getting inundated with these newsletters or whatever, maybe you don't want to unsubscribe, but you just don't want to see it in your inbox all day. Um, it, it, like I said, it pops it into this unroll me folder and then sends you one digest email. Uh, and so, you, but it gives you the ability to kind of control 
uh, if if and teach it what you want where. So I really like that. It's it's um, simplified my email inbox, which is a kind of a thing for me. I don't like seeing a ton of stuff in there. So I've really liked Unroll Me. And then there is a, a, an app that I uh, really like that's helping a lot in with um, being more productive in communication, and that's something called Slack. This is basically a, a, a messaging service uh, uh, that lets me, uh, and I, I'm, it's for communicating with certain specific groups or teams. So, for instance, the network that the Productive Woman podcast is on, the Noodle Mix Network, Daniel, the the guy who who runs the network, set us up on uh, all the people who have shows on the network uh, on a Slack team, and we can communicate there and and avoid having more emails coming back and forth. And I'm, I won't go into all of the details of how it works, but it it integrates with a lot of stuff, and you can share images and just lots of communication uh, tools right there that. Um, keeps it all in one place and out of your email inbox, which I'm, I'm really trying to minimize how much time I spend in email, which is hard for me. And finally, an app that I uh, love and uh, find incredibly useful for writing, uh, the writing that I do, both fiction and nonfiction, and that's an app called Scrivener. And it's available both on Mac and on Windows-based uh, PCs, and it's going to be available on um, like iOS, like uh, for, for iPad soon, as they tell us. I, I really love Scrivener. It lets me organize my ideas and, uh, and uh, break them into chunks that I can work on in whatever order I need to. Uh, it, it's just an invaluable tool for writing. So those are some of the apps that I'm using these days to stay productive. One other tool that I have that's not an app, that's an analog um, kind of tool, is a um, a very slim soft cover notebook that I keep in my purse or keep handy, and a fine point mechanical pencil. I keep this with me all the time. It's it's a uh, the one I use is, is and I never know how to pronounce this, but it's a Moleskina. And it's the Cahier, uh, C-A-H-I-E-R journal. These come as a set of three, and I'll put a link to where you can get them on Amazon. It's only about 80 pages. It's five inches by eight and a quarter, I think. So it's a small thing that just slips very easily into a pocket in my purse. And um, and it's a, something I keep handy for... Uh, you know, when I want to brainstorm or jot down some ideas or just take down information and maybe I don't want to do it on my phone. I really love this. Uh, I, I've looked, I've tried different kinds of notebooks, but what I like about this is it's, it's, I like the quality of the paper, but I like the fact that it's real slim and, and doesn't take up a lot of room in my purse. The ones I get actually, they come as a set of three. So I have one in my purse, one that I keep on my bedside table, and one that I keep on a on the table in the living room near where I sit, and uh, really love these little things. And then I I have a like I said a fine point mechanical pencil that I keep because um, I don't like writing with dull pencils, and the, so the fine point mechanical ones are always sharp. And this is a, a real helpful tool for me for staying productive. The last category of things I wanted to talk about and what's keeping me. Um, 
productive are some of the routines and habits that I've been developing that uh, really are working for me. And so first one that came to mind, and these are not in any particular order other than just these are how they, the, the order they came to me in. I've gotten in the habit or developed a routine in the evening of turning off my electronics, you know, the TV and everything, and going to bed about an hour before I want to turn the lights off. Um, and so instead of reading on my iPad I at night, I've tried to read paper books and just kind of turn off all the electronics and allow my mind to start to wind down. I find that I sleep better when I do this. Um, and I'll admit, I don't do it every every night. The other night, I made the terrible mistake of, I it was ready to go to bed, but I just, I don't know why I did it, turned on the TV, and it just happened that a movie I really like, which the, the Count of Monte Cristo with Jim Caviezel was on. And I, instead of going to bed... I sat up and watched it, which was really, it, it turned out to be really dumb because A, I could have just hit record on the DVR and then watched it on the weekend. But B, I've, all, I've already seen the movie so many times, I practically have it memorized. There was no reason I needed to stay up late and watch this movie through to the end, but I did. And I'll admit, it was not a shining moment for my productivity because I was so tired the next day. So I, you know, this was a reminder of the good lesson of, of turning these things off and just going to bed early and, and lying there and reading a paper book and just sort of relaxing and letting myself wind down and, and get a good night's sleep is making, it makes a huge difference. Another routine or habit is, and I've alluded to this earlier, but having all my key information synced across all my devices, both work and personal. And for me, that means my task manager, my calendar, my contacts, as well as certain key documents and information via Dropbox and Evernote. Those tools are available to me everywhere I am and are a real key for me to being productive. Another one is my, uh, the, a morning routine that I've developed in the last few months where after my shower, I'll um, spend a few minutes while I eat my breakfast for, um, just kind of getting my mind in order. And for me, it, that means you know spending a little bit of time reading a few verses in my Bible and journaling. And, and it's not more than you know, 15 or 20 minutes, but it really helps me get centered and ready for the day. And and that's been real helpful for me. Uh, Another routine or habit that I, that helps me is I spend a little bit of time each Sunday afternoon looking at my calendar for the coming week. Uh, just sort of getting a sense of, okay, do I have meetings every, every day or am I in the office one day with no meetings? You know, what is, what does the week look for? or look like. And at that point, I'll make some tentative decisions about what I'm going to wear to work each day based on whether I have client meetings or I'm going to just be sitting at my desk working. I look at whether I have any specific activities I need to prepare for. So for instance, if I'm being interviewed for somebody else's podcast, did they send me some questions I need to look at to prepare for that interview? That sort of thing. And just spending you know, half an hour or so kind of going through that process, thinking about the week makes a huge difference in how I feel on Monday morning and on each day after that. And I can really hit, 
hit the ground running. Another routine or habit that helps me with a certain kind of productivity is, and I'm, I guess I'm thinking about this because, as I, I said earlier, my birthday just happened. I schedule my medical check, checkups each year during my birthday month. That's a routine or a habit I developed uh, several years ago, and it just helps me remember and makes it easier for me to be sure I'm taking care of myself, of my physical health. So that's a, a little, I guess, tip that... Uh, like I said, I, I remember it as my birthday is approaching and I just make those appointments um, around during the month of May because that's when my birthday falls. And, it, and, and so that makes sure I get in every year to do the things I need to do. And the last thing that I thought of as I was thinking about this is um, uh, at my request at the beginning of this year, uh, my husband set up a simple Excel spreadsheet for me based on the categories of information he needs to get our taxes done. And I'm not an Excel expert. I don't like spreadsheets, and but he works in them all the time. He's an engineer. And so he was able to set this thing up for me with all the categories I need and what I do use it for is to enter my business expenses and income as they come in. Now, before I was saving all my receipts, you know, mostly these days you get receipts digitally for business stuff, and I was saving them all in Evernote, and I still do that. And I would tag them for the taxes, but I wasn't actually tracking the information in any way as it came in. So the last few years in February, I'd have to gather all those receipts and create a chart and come up with totals for the information that he needed to get our taxes done. And it was a pain to do that because I had to do a whole year's worth at once. Now I've got this spreadsheet that he created and I'm doing it as I go along. So when a receipt comes in, I just, it takes me like 30 seconds to enter it into this Excel spreadsheet and It'll all be there, um, so I'm not going to have to go through that painful exercise at the end of, you know, at the beginning of next year for 2016 taxes. So this is way simpler, and I feel a lot better about knowing that I'm keeping track of things as I go along. Finally, uh, I have a category of what I call motivation, things that are keeping me motivated uh, in my productivity and in my you know, in that sense, not just of getting lots of stuff done, but also of of making a life that matters and, and evaluating that for myself as I go along. And there are a couple of things that I've been doing that keep me motivated to be productive, to make that life that matters. One of them is uh, I'm currently working with a, a coach, kind of a business coach, who's really been helping me with ideas and encouragement and accountability that I need. Some of the things that I do, it's just me, you know, things that, and, and I, having somebody to bounce ideas off of to, um, who maybe sees things from a different perspective and can suggest other things that I can do has really been helpful to me. And so, um, the, the person that I'm working with is a woman named Natalie Ekdahl. She's just been awesome. And, uh, it's been worth the the time and money that uh, spending with her has really helped me move forward in some great ways that I'm excited about. A second thing that's helped me with 
um, motivation and staying motivated to, to build that life that matters is, and I've mentioned this in the past a couple different times, but, um, the, uh, uh, it's a podcast that I listen to called the life coach school podcast and is hosted by Brooke Castillo. And it, you know, I'm, it's, it's not just for people who want to be life coaches. It's, it's really a great, uh, podcast for, I don't know, improving your mindset. Uh, and I've gone back and started re-listening to it from the very beginning to remind myself of the good ideas that she, uh, talks about in there that really helped me keep my mind on track. Um, because you know, that can be a real, um, sticking point for some of us, a, a, an obstacle for us, our own thinking. Um, some of the key points that she talks about, uh, that have really helped me in, being productive and, and building that life that matters. She, she talks all about the time, uh, or, or talks a lot about the, the idea that my circumstances are not the cause of how I'm feeling. My feelings are, uh, caused by what I think about and I can change how I feel um, you know, my emotions by changing what I choose to think about and how, how I choose to think about it. Something she said recently that, or that I heard recently again, that really has been resonating with me is that nothing outside of me will provide what I want or need. Um, it's all within me and it's how I choose to think about things. And then a third thing that, I, you know, and again, I'm paraphrasing, but this has just been a thought that's been helpful to me and I thought maybe it would be helpful for you. Planning for the future is good, but she says, don't believe that the future will be any better than today. And by that, I, 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 and again, I'm paraphrasing, but the idea that don't buy into this idea that, well, if X happens, I'll be happier. What she says is, I have in me right now all the capacity for joy that I will ever have, and it's up to me to create those emotions that I want by choosing what I think about. So that's, you know, it's, it's a little sort of philosophical for this, but mindset is so important, and uh, I've really found a lot of uh, encouragement and motivation from Brooke's podcast, and I highly recommend it. And finally, you know, the last thing that motivates me to stay productive and, and keeps me positive and, and excited about the future is knowing that you're out there listening. The emails and Facebook messages and iTunes reviews that I receive from you, uh, those encourage me to keep going. Your stories inspire me. And I am very, very appreciative of the opportunity to be a part of your life and to have you be a part of mine. And, and it, um, you know, I won't belabor it, but it means more to me than you might imagine. So that's it. Um, but what do you think? I, you know, I would love to hear from you. What are the tools and routines and motivators that help you stay productive I'd, uh, please consider sharing those with me. There are a number of ways you can do that. You can share your, your, you know, what the tools you're liking or the routines that are working for you in the comments section of the show notes. You can just go to the productive slash 90, the number nine zero, 
And uh, that takes you to the show notes, which I've had a couple of people ask me. So just to be clear, when I say the show notes, it's basically a blog post that goes with this episode. There's a audio player. You can, you know, right from there, you can play the episode if you want to, but there are also links and a summary of what we talk about and those sorts of things. And so for this episode, you find that at theproductivewoman.com slash 90. And you can, you know, post your, your comments there, or you can go to the Productive Woman's Facebook page and post a comment or a question there. If you want to share your thoughts with me privately, you can email your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com, or you can leave a voice message either on the website or the Facebook page. I would love it if you would help me spread the word about the, the productive woman and help grow the community. There are a couple ways you can do that. First of all, tell a friend. If there's someone you know that would enjoy this episode or the others, tell her about it or him. Um, show, show them how to subscribe or how to find the website at theproductivewoman.com. You can also share episodes uh, or share information about the show on your own social media channels. There are very there are buttons for sharing on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Google Plus, and various other outlets on the show notes for every episode, not just the newest one. So any episode that you really like, there's a button right there in the show notes that you can click to share it with your friends and family and followers. And finally, uh, if you you can always leave a review of the show. There are links to subscribe or to rate and review the show in the show notes. Um, and so, you know, go there, click on that, and help help grow the show. I'd like to say a special thank you to Pixie ACIM from the United States, who recently shared a really nice five-star review in iTunes. She, uh, she, I assume it's a she, says, The productive woman has become a staple whenever I'm driving. I love the variety of topics covered from health to latest tech apps that can make women more productive as well as more balanced. Thank you for a stellar podcast, Laura. Well, thank you, Pixie ACIM. I really appreciate that. I also wanted to say thank you to Allison, a, a listener who sent me an email with some very kind words about the show that really encouraged me about the progress that uh, we've made on the show over the almost two years now that we've been doing it. And, um, you know, she, she encouraged me by saying, you've really come a long way. The podcast was excellent from the very beginning, but it's only gotten better with time and experience. She likes the guests and the advice. And so thank you, Allison. That really meant a lot to me. Um, so I, again, I appreciate every review, every comment, every email, and I appreciate you all. Before we wrap up, I do want to say a quick thank you to lynda.com for their support of the show. Lynda.com is the, the place to go for high quality video tutorials on any number of subjects. They have over 3000 courses taught by industry experts. They add more every week and, um, you know, this is a place to go to learn a new skill or maybe expand your knowledge in an area you already know a little something about. So, they, because they have courses on almost any topic you can think of. 
tutorials on public speaking, on time management, on leadership, on photography, on graphic arts, on uh, you know different kinds of computer skills, even using some of the task management systems that we've talked about on the show, like OmniFocus and Asana. And the cool thing about Lynda.com is you get... Um, you don't pay per course. You get access to their entire library of video courses for one low monthly price. And the Productive Woman listeners can get a free 10-day trial by going to lynda.com slash tpw. So that's l-y-n-d-a dot com slash tpw for the Productive Woman. And during that 10-day free trial period, you get unlimited access to the library so you can try it out, see how great these courses are, and, um, you know, so give it a try by going to lynda.com slash tpw and let me know what you think after you've checked them out. And thanks so much to lynda.com for supporting The Productive Woman. And that's it, my friends, for this longer than I expected it to be episode of The Productive Woman. Thank you for sticking with me and spending this time with me. I hope there was something in this that was helpful to you. Um, I look forward to talking with you again soon. I have some really cool, um, what I think you're going to like, episodes coming up, both um, topics and some great guests, and uh, I'm excited to share those with you. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself, and go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.